1: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Preview Show, joining you ahead of Arsenal's match against Aston Villa, a really important game, a game that we didn't need maybe to be as important as it is, but it is an absolute must win for Arsenal we desperately need to try and get back the points that we are unfortunately losing week on week and uh, Unai Emery is going to be the man that stands in the way of Arsenal doing that of course in our preview shows we're going to be discussing all things to do with the game teams lineups predictions team news, injuries and stuff like that uh, and to do that we're always joined by some fantastic guests from the TGT discord server so let's introduce you to them now first of all joining us is King how are you doing King good you well Taking himself off mute, there he is. <laughs> He's trying. Third time lucky. There it is.
2: <laughs> there it is. There it is. How are you doing, but Yeah, okay. I'm, good. I'm. I'm. I'm good. Uh, it's it's Friday. It's been a. It's been a good day. Obviously, we are all a bit disappointed after the Man City game, but it's good that we got another game so close up, so we can really kind of bounce back. Yeah,
1: it is. I think that is, even though Arteta was a little bit frosty about the idea of playing a game so close, I think actually, if anything, we can, we can benefit from playing so quickly to just get that rot stopped and move on to try and get a victory tomorrow. Uh, we're also joined by Dan. How are you doing, Dan? You good, You well? Good, Tom. How are you keeping? I hope everyone's well. Yeah, very good. Thank you, mate. Very good. How have you spent your uh, your days of mourning since the uh, the defeat?
3: (laughs) Trying to not look at Twitter,
1: Sky Sports, or anything football related. Actually, Um, so you thought uh, you'd jump onto a show talking all about it? Well, now
3: it's less than twenty four hours now, so you have to.
1: You have to. Obligatory. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, And lastly, um, not by no means least, of course, we're also joined by Paul. How you doing, Paul? How are you doing? doing? Good stuff. Uh, I'll ask you the same question. How have you kind of broken down the last couple of days since the uh, the frustrating defeat to City? By avoiding
0: fans of any other club, basically. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That'll work. Yeah, there is. I think, to be honest, I find these days that actually our own fans can be worse than the opposition fans. At least I find that maybe that's because I'm just so engrossed in the sphere of Arsenal, but yeah, uh, I don't blame you for avoiding the friends that are going to be giving us, uh, you know, they've had to wait a long time to give a stick, you know, this season. So you you've got to let them have it at some point. And uh, if we're honest, we don't really know any city fans because they don't really exist. And uh, every other team is below us. So you can just always point to the table in that case. It's a nice way to look at it. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be joining us from in the chat box. Plenty of you joining us, which is always fantastic to see for our preview shows. Um, and we're going to be talking about our form, Karen, as well. Don't you worry. We're going to be discussing all things to do with this. King, do you think this is going to be the first game to really turn the the, the cog, I suppose, in the right direction?
2: I think it has to be. I think this is probably one of the most important games of the season. I know we keep saying that for a while now, but in terms of momentum and in terms of psychologically, I think it is a must-win game because you don't want to lose and City, after beating you, go three points clear of you when we know how strong they are. And they let's be honest, they have the experience of winning the Premier League, they have the experience of going on a long run of winning games so it's really up to us now to show that yes this has been a dip of form but we are still the arsenal we are still young we're still hungry and we are still in this title race so definitely we need to bounce back from it mm,
1: absolutely um, Dan, I'm really desperately trying to come up with a Pokemon related pun uh for my question, <laughs> but I can't. Uh I'm desperately trying to. Um I remember we had a squirtle a joke rumble. in the chat box like a few couple of months ago. Um, but uh yeah, uh, clearly a fan. Fair play. <laughs> well, no, we we
3: I have a converted garage for the kids and it's a playroom. So we started doing a mural of Pokemon on the wall. So it's all hand painted. But, um, oh really that's impressive
1: know, yeah that's very yeah. impressive i didn't very realize amazing.
3: you'd be able to see it initially when i set up the camera here i, <laughs> I can see the so chat so box
1: rancid's going dan's background <laughs> is fire <laughs> so, yeah. um but no of course uh we don't really want this to become uh, a runner fixtures you know a, a continued runner fixtures where we're dropping points do you feel as though the the, the players are going to be able to kind of put behind them the games that we've now dropped points in and, and just treat this as kind of a clean slate fresh start and start again Yeah, I think,
3: look, with Man City, we saw what happened there. It was our own undoing. Um, With Everton, I think the Sean Dyke or Dyche, new manager and and Brentford, we saw what happened. So I think there's been instances of things that have gone against us, really, to anything, um, more than anything. It just... Repeating what King said there, it has to be. We have to see a change. And I think they will. I think they will. I think there's enough experience. Experience has been the word for the last 24 hours, 48 hours. There's more than enough inside that team to turn it around. And we are. We just have to be positive. The only problem is, it's Unai Emery. And regardless what anyone says, um, I was looking at stats. I don't think we've ever have we maybe beaten him once as a manager. Mm. Twice, maybe. so.
1: Yeah. Um, Unai Emery. When have we beaten Unai Emery? I'm trying to think, you know, if it would have been in those, did we play him when he was Valencia manager? Um, when he was Sevilla manager at one point but we certainly didn't beat him as Villarreal coach because he you know managed to get <laughs> beat us in Spain and then we drew at home nil-nil um, and of course we haven't played him Villa yet I'm trying to maybe someone in the chat box will remember or someone who's listening on catch up he's now screaming it into their, their phone or device Um, but PSG Temi points out apparently when we, he was PSG coach um we may have got a victory. I don't remember when we played PSG away from home. Did we beat them at home? I'm going to have to Google that while I'm doing the next question to to Paul. But yeah, obviously the run has been really frustrating, Paul, hasn't it? I think that there's been a number of players that haven't particularly covered themselves in glory. Um, I mean, the whole side in general has looked a little bit disjointed. Do you think, as I said to Dan, that they're going to be able to kind of just put everything that's happened to one side and then kick on as if nothing's happened? Or do you think that it will linger into this game?
0: I think since I um, took over, we've had these little runs where we've lost a few games on the trot and then they've kicked it back in and, and on they've gone. They have done that on a few occasions. Last season, I think we've lost to um, Man United and Edith and, and then kicked on again. and I think we also then, you know, at the end of the season, we uh, lost a couple of games and then won the last game. So we've got it in us to kick on. I think the players have looked really tired, though. Really tired. Like, Eddie Nketiah, when, when he first came back into Jesus, he was running into the middle. He was turning players. He was energetic, and, you know. Um, and he looked really good. And last couple of days, he's kind of come off there a little bit. I'm just wondering if he's just running out of legs a little bit. You know. Um, Stacker, people are sort of really going in hard. I mean, City... They, they were obviously scared of him because they were taking it in turns to fail him, you know. Every time we had them all kick him up in the air, you know, to try and stop us that way. And if he's stopping us that way, Martin Ellie ain't been quite on it. Um, and Eddie not on it. It's it's maybe after other guards, you know. He's trying to find the passes and he ain't getting the movement and stuff like that. I think it's, yeah, it's all a combination of things, you know.
1: Yeah, it definitely is a combination of, of lots of different factors that have been involved with a lot of people dipping at the same moment, and then that's cascaded into other issues. I did do a quick Google. Uh, the last time we played PSG was uh, 2016. Uh, we drew 1-1 in Paris, and we drew 2-2. At the Emirates, when Emery was the coach. So, no, we haven't beaten a Unai Emery team, I don't think. Uh, I'm pretty sure and confident now in saying that I'm going to do a quick head-to-head uh, of Arsenal-Sevilla uh, just to check that we haven't indeed uh, lost at any other point. We played them... No, 2007 was the last time we played Sevilla in a competitive fixture. So, I don't think we've ever beaten... Unai Emery uh, in a game, which is not the best way, but thanks for that Dan, I really appreciate
3: it. <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned it. Um, I apologise.
1: <laughs> it has to Let be it. a first time for everything, right? No, yeah. indeed, there does, there does. I mean, let's talk about that King, Unai Emery taking charge of Villa, of course, he's done an interesting job since taking over. He's gone, you know, there's been games where you've gone well, you know, I mean, the, the, the win against Man United in his first game was was impressive. He's been knocked out of the FA Cup by Stevenage. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's ups and downs at this time, and maybe a little bit of uh, the inconsistencies we saw at Arsenal. But what do you make of, of Aston Villa and Anunay Emery in charge and what challenge will they pose against us?
2: Well, I think Aston Villa's kind of hit the reality check where they really thought that they were going to be a team that was going to challenge for Europe. They spent a lot of money, brought in players like Coutinho, Buendia, Matthew Cash, you know, etc., And then they've tried different managers, you know, and they tried with Steven Gerrard and they are now with Una Emery. I think Emery is a good coach. I don't think he's a wonderful coach. I don't think he's a poor coach. I think he's a good coach. And I think it literally shows in his teams where he usually is very good in, in the Europa League. He's probably the best manager ever in the Europa League. I think that's fair to say. But when it comes to consistency in league, I don't think he's ever been amazing. Obviously, I don't take too much judgment into what happened at PSG because it is PSG. You are supposed to win the league every season. So when you do, when you do, <laughs> and he had one season where he didn't win the league, but mm-hmm. I think other than that, at Arsenal, at Seville, at Valencia, Real, he kind of finished around fifth, six, seven, eight all the time. So I think. He seems to be at his
1: level now at Villa. Yeah, I, I think it's a job that suits him. He likes teams with Villa in their name. Um, he's had two in success now uh, with Villa <laughs> and now Aston Villa, of course, too. But yeah. uh, Sevilla. I, I, the, sorry, Sevilla. Yeah, fa- yeah brilliant. Yeah. I didn't even click that. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I, <laughs> I can't believe I made that joke and didn't even think about Sevilla as well. Um, but yeah, that's... I think with with Arsenal it just wasn't the right fit it just wasn't the right team for him the, the the players that was there the players that we brought in under him I know that we didn't get his number one targets and stuff but there was always kind of a bit of bad blood it felt when he left um I think he felt as though he he deserved more time or deserved more backing and Dan, there is going to be a motivation there for him tomorrow. Um, again, getting that, you know, getting one over your former club is always something that you want to try and do. But how do you think that he might approach this one? Do you think he'll take a leaf out of Everton and Brentford's book? If he does, then we have to listen to
3: what Mikel said earlier on, that we've we've won 15, 16 games against teams with low blocks. You know, and he was quite sharp in that response. So, um he was quite defiant actually, because he interrupted whoever asked that question. But um, I think he will. That's why, and when we get to the, the lineups, um, that's why we need to change something, maybe slightly. Well, we, we would potentially beat him with the, you know, the, the eleven that we've stuck with for ninety-five percent of the season. Um, but yeah, I think counter-attacking is uh, written all over Emery's tactical game plan, you know, well, so um low block counter-attack.
1: Yeah, I mean, the way they played against Man City when we lost that last game, I thought they were terrible in the first half and obviously they went 3 or down. They came back a bit in the second and scored that goal and they could have arguably finished the game with a couple more than they end up with. So they they have a threat, you know, they've lost to, to less. they've lost their last... Two games uh, in the league. Um, they then beat Southampton the game before that, which isn't particularly difficult these days. Um, I'm, I'm gutted that we never a got to play Frank Lampard's Everton and B never got to play Nathan jo- uh, this season anyway. Nathan Jones's Southampton two big regrets <laughs> of the funny. season. Um, and Aston Villa they uh, they beat Leeds United in the game before that. So they've gone on kind of ups and downs. They beat Spurs. They drew with Wolves. They beat Manchester United as I say. They beat Chelsea. You know, they, they've got these big results in them, but then they lose these silly games, as I have mentioned, like the, the Leeds game this, and uh, the Stevenage game in the FA Cup, and even they played a decent side against the League One team. So it's difficult to kind of gauge them as a side pull. And does that make them dangerous in a way because you don't really know what you're getting?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I've got to admit to being a little bit worried about it tomorrow. A little bit worried. Mm-hmm. And, um, you're not cause... the only one. Yeah, I know. I think think everyone is. It's all right. um, Yeah, we 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 uh, we ain't gonna know what we could get from. I know we've got they've got pace up front. You know, loads and loads of pace. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Leon Bailey, Ollie Watkins, two of the fastest players in the Premiership. You know, Um, so that needs to be looked at. You know. Um, They haven't got a lot of goals, which is a good thing. Four goals from one, six goals from the other. You know, so that's a good thing. Uh, um, Yeah, it does worry me.
1: Yeah, I think it's a reason to be worried about the game. There's a reason to be worried because of our form and and what they're capable of, um, and how we set up is going to be absolutely crucial to that. So, speaking of which, let's let's go to the lineups. Um, Dan, I think we're starting with you. Uh, talk us through your selection for the benefit of those listening on all the other platforms and your reasons as to why.
3: Yeah, so I mean, the back four, um, the back four. We're bringing back White in. Um Saliba Gabriel, we're not going to be changing that. And um the big change there is Tierney. Um, I'd like to bring I've gone with Zinchenko, Erdogard, and Jorginho. Give Zaka a rest. Uh Jacques a rest, sorry. Um I, I was thinking about this hour. talk about it. That if you actually forget eight other players there and you look at Tierney, Zinchenko and Trossard on the left. Um, so I've gone with Trossard, Martinelli and Saka up front. So we're dropping Eddie. If you look at those three on the left, it is so well balanced. Like if there was ever an opportunity, whether it happens tomorrow or not, um, mm. if there's ever an opportunity to see those three play together, Sinchenko, perfect cover when Tien is forward. Um, I'd love to see Martinelli go through the middle up top. It's probably not going to happen. I'd love to see it. Absolutely love to see it. Um with a question mark over Georgie uh, over party, so I, I believe Georginio is sat in there tomorrow. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I don't it's think it's going to rip
1: him. on the left hand side I mean that you raised that point of like the balance that's there uh, and Martinelli through the middle. Why I am curious as to why you picked Martinelli through the middle instead of Trossard, because Trossard's has played more games, you know, through mm-hmm. the middle pace, but then they can
3: switch mm-hmm. over. They can switch over. If that's on the team sheet and mm. the other team's got an hour to look at it, switch it back around after 10, 15 minutes into the match, you know, and keep them guessing. Um, you know, but again, I'd you, you're never going to hear me criticise him um, in any stern kind of way because we're going through an amazing season at the moment and an amazing period. But he needs to do these little bit of tinkerings at times, but don't tinker too much. But the threat is there. Yeah. Give Martinelli the run off the defenders. He is electric when he's given the opportunity. So,
1: No, I think you're right. And people get too married to the idea of lineups on paper. Um, things do change. The shapes change. The the players and their positions change. And I think actually Nketi has been too stagnant in his position, too rigid in his role. He has gone out to the wide left at times, but I need to see more, especially against uh, City. I thought he really did kind of... He just didn't do any of the things that he did really well against Man United. Ironically, he was great exactly. against Man United. He just didn't do what he was doing in that game. Um, and that did annoy, him, to be honest. King, um, you've made some interesting changes as well. Talk us through your 11 and, and why you've gone with it.
2: Yes. So I've gone with White Saliba, Gabriel, and Tomiyasu. And the reason for that is because Wheeler is a very physical team and they're good on set pieces, and we've been struggling against teams with set pieces. And I think without Thomas Partey, we need that height and physicality in the back line. And this is why I haven't started with Sinchenko. If, if Partey were available, I would go with Partey in the middle and Sinchenko as left back. And I also think the fact that Villa plays a 4 2 now, I think it's a perfect game to try Fabio Vieira. I think we've been lacked a bit of creativity recently. And he's a very creative player. He's a very brave player. And I think Shaka has looked shattered. And I understand that he's played almost every game this season for his national team and Arsenal. So he could do with the rest. And we could do with something new. And the reason why I've gone with Trossard up top, for me, he's the one attacking player that we have that is more similar to Jesus on the ball in terms of his passing, his dribbling, his first touch and his technique. I do think that Jesus is better at holding up the ball and with his back to goal, I think Jesus is better. But I think Trossard is more clinical and he can interchange with Martinelli as Jesus do very well with Martinelli. And I think it could be, Eddie could do with the rest, you know, He's not used to playing week in and week out. He's been a bit part player for most part of his senior time at Arsenal. So maybe he's also mentally and physically a bit tired, Eddie. And we got a game soon again, and, and the Europa League is going to kick on soon as well. So we need to get this squad engaged and we need to make sure that everyone is part of the squad. But I don't expect Arteta to do this, but I hope he will. And I've gone with Erdegaard as the five-star player. I think when we play well and we win, he's the one, you know, he's the orchestra, he's the magician, he's the one who distributes the ball to the attackers. And I think it's gonna be very integral if we're gonna beat Aston Villa.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Erdegaard, you know, whenever you have a good performance, whenever we play well, Erdegaard's played well. It's it's as yeah. simple as that. He's just so important to us when we win games and if we haven't played a good game, there's typically something to be said about maybe Odegaard not being as good as he usually is. We wish he could be good every game. And the thing is, when he's not good, we need other players to step up. But they haven't necessarily done that. Um, and lastly, Paul, talk us through uh, your 11 and your reasons why, mate. Oh, OK. Um, we played,
0: played Wednesday night. We're playing early today. Uh, tomorrow, I should say. Um, so I think bring White, bring White back in. He was rested on Wednesday. Um, Gabriel, for me, he's been one of he's been our best defender since Christmas. But he's sort he's played every game, and like playing on Wednesday night, I just think give him a rest. It's a perfect game, really, to bring. Uh, uh, or, yeah, <laughs> in um, <laughs> I see
1: you were struggling there. I saved you. <laughs> yeah, he did.
0: Um, he's you know. He's got to be played at some point. And I think if you're going to play him, you might as well. Uh, give Gabriel a little rest. Yeah, he's our fastest defender, I think. He's the quickest off the mark. Um, so with um, Villa's um, speed up front, I think that he will be suited. It also gives us the thing, he's with his pace, to be able to push further up the pitch slightly leave a little bit of space and not worry too much turn is the same turn he's a very quick player one of our fastest um and he needs to run out uh pushing chenco up further i think he could do so much more in that position um than uh granite jacker does uh trotter out wide um i think he's shown right like, that he's You know, he's pretty comfortable there and he can cause problems for other teams. And and Enketia needs a goal. (laughs) You know, he really needs a goal. So, hopefully, this would be the game that he can score in.
1: Yeah, I I, I like um, the inclusion of Kivior. Uh, I I think that if you're going to change one of the defenders in in the back two, you know, and you look at those two defenders there, this is a game I think that you can use Kivio for. Uh, I I do. Uh, I I haven't gone with him myself. and I don't think Arteta will. I think the earliest we'll see him is probably going to be the Europa League but um yeah the speed element and having someone who can really you know keep up to uh, the pace of the forwards that Villa have got to be interesting it'll be a bit of a trial by fire um and maybe it's that we're welcoming in in the europa league but i don't blame you for making that switch um Let's go to my team that I've gone for. Uh, This is a team that I would really, really, really like to see uh, play on on tomorrow. Uh, I've gone with Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Tierney, uh, Jorginho, Zinchenko, Odegaard, Saka, Trossard, and Martinelli as the front three. I was listening, I actually made this team before I listened to the Arsenal Vision podcast. Now I listened to the Vision podcast and I was listening to Clive talking about Zinchenko in midfield and talking about what he would bring to the team in midfield. It's a case of, I love the explanation around, he's bossing it. You know, he's not having the best of games all the time at left back, as a left back and playing this role. But what he's doing, playing in central midfield. It's, it's it, I think, and I agree, needs to be released. We need to kind of take the shackles off of Zinchenko a bit. And I think you can do that by putting Tini in behind him and give him that support. But also what I think that does is it gives Martinelli support because the amount of times I've seen Martinelli doubled up on, tripled up on, marked out the game, ball switched out to the left-hand side in loads of space, all of a sudden he's got two players on him and he doesn't really know what to do with it. I think if you add a teeny in there with Zinchenko with that centre midfielder responsibility, all of a sudden what you've got is a player with support on the left. And I think you've got support in Zinchenko in behind him. Xhaka, I agree with you, Dan, I think needs a rest. I think you need to just take him out the limelight for a little bit. Uh, and this is a good game to do that. And regarding Trossard, I think has shattered. I mean, you use the word king that Xhaka's shattered. I think Nketi is absolutely shattered at this point as well. Um, he's yeah. played every minute of every game since the World Cup finished because we haven't got anyone else like we don't really have anyone else to play and Trossard is the only option I think to play where Eddie is uh, I I I agree with Dan around the switching of Martinelli and Trossard and I think that those two will do that if you play Trossard there as well Trossard's experience of playing through the middle for Brighton I think comes into this uh so yeah this is what I'd go for the caveat I don't think he will. <laughs> I don't think Arteta's <laughs> going to pick this team. I think the only changes that we're going to see is Trossard in for Martinelli and White in for Tommy Asu. I think that's the only thing that we're going to see different. Um, if that works, great. I just think that we got a, we've got the opportunity here with Arsenal in a bit of a rut, in a poor feign of form, where we've got the chance to refresh. So take it, use it, and I think this is a chance to be able to do that. Um, thank a you. question, Tom? To by the way, sorry. Go on.
2: Do you One think team the team. reason why Arteta doesn't do like Pep sometimes and just change a lot of the players in the starting eleven? do you think it's a personal thing? Do you think it's inexperienced or do you think it's fair or just not his game?
1: I don't think he trusts the backup players as much as his first-team players. I think it's as simple yeah. as that. I think that yeah. with Man City, you've got a team of like 18 to 20 players who could all start in that City team. And we've got a squad of, you know, 25 players now, although a couple of them are obviously injured. But we don't have, I don't think, 18 to 20 players. So you swap a player out and go, you know, yeah, but I'm as confident as I was with them in the team. So you swap Saliba out for holding. I'm not as confident. You swap Partey out for Jorginho. I like Jorginho, but, and I think he's a decent signing for January. But you're not as confident as you was with with uh, Partey there. You swap Vieira in for Odegaard. I'm not as confident. You swap Resenketiah in for Jesus. I'm not as confident. You swap Nelson in for Saka, I'm not as confident, you know. So, but if you're at Man City, you know, even swapping Erling Haaland out for Julian Alvarez, I'm not particularly frustrated because Alvarez is a fantastic player. If you're swapping out, um, you know, they've lost Raul Cancelo. But they've got Walker, you know, playing at right-back, who's as we know, is an experienced serial winner at right-back. And Rico Lewis, I think, has done fantastically well. He can play on the left-hand side as Mm -hmm. well. And he's now now using this different system as well. And Ake, I think, has been brilliant at left-back when they've called on him to play in that position as well. They've got centre-backs galore in Diaz and Laporte and Stones and Akanji and Ake as well. You know, in the midfield, you're looking at Rodri and Gundogan and De Bruyne, but you can easily bring in, uh, you know, Bernardo Silva into that team comfortably. It's it's a, such a frustration. Foden and, and Grealish on the left that you can use. Um, it's a real frustration, isn't it, um, to see what power they have. We can go into the semantics of the legalities of here uh, another day, of course, with the investigations that continue to go on. But, but that's what Arsenal need to get to. And that's why I think that Arteta doesn't change, King, is because he just doesn't, have that same trust in the players that are currently behind those that are there. Um, But we're building towards it. And I think what we did in January with Trotard and Jorginho is bring in two players that do close the gap between the existing players that start and the players that are behind them. You know, if you'd have told me I can have Lokonga or Jorginho starting on Wednesday against City, I'm picking Jorginho every day of the week. And I think most of us probably are as well because he's just a better option than Lokonga. So it's it's just about what we do now going forward in those markets to continue to close that gap is that fair do you think
2: yeah i think i think that's fair i think and and the fact that we also got injuries with Jesus and and rowe i think once that they are back and and party are back we might see more uh, rotations in in the starting 11 as well yeah absolutely
1: um let's uh, go to predictions then we'll go in reverse order this time Paul we'll start with you scoreline and scorers please
0: 2-1 Saka and Enkia. lovely stuff
3: Dan I've I've been wrong before I'm going to be <laughs> right today 3-1 Arsenal obviously and um <laughs> forgetting all of my prediction Enkia two goals Martinelli one and um a couple of assists from
2: Erdegaard. Uh 2 nil Arsenal. I think uh Trossard and Erdegaard is gonna score. We need to get him back on the score sheet. And yeah, I think we're gonna keep a clean sheet against Billa. I think they're gonna be very pragmatic and, and, and physical. And I think Saliba and and, and Gabriel is gonna embrace that lovely
1: stuff i'm loving the positivity and the optimism i agree i think that we can and will win this game uh, and i'm going to go with the same score on as you king as, as a 2-0 victory in this one it might be a case that we score early and then just it's a nightmare for like 70 minutes and then we get another one late on to kind of seal it but yeah obviously a ben white screamer uh, has to be involved somewhere in this game um, and i'll go with uh, I put Zinchenko as my star man, so maybe he pops up with his first goal for the Arsenal as well. Um, so yeah, Zin- can you imagine Zinchenko celebrating? I think he'd have like <laughs> he'd have heart issues that man like if he had if he celebrated. He just his blood pressure would go through the roof if he's if he yeah. scored. So, uh, I was wondering now yeah. on
0: Wednesday, I was thinking, would he celebrate if he scored on Wednesday
3: night? Yeah. I think he would, I, I, think, the- he would. Yeah, I think he, he would,
2: would.
1: Yeah. he will in the return, is <laughs>
3: in the return game.
1: I really hope we get to get a chance to see Zinchenko score and celebrate because that is going to be an occasion. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Zinny and uh, and Wyatt with the goals. Uh, let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Temi's going for a 2-0 uh, win uh, with a Martinelli brace. Uh, Mark uh, Backridan says a 2-1 Arsenal, Saka and Trossard with the goals. Uh, Steve's going for a 3-1 Arsenal win. Saka, Eddie with a brace as well. Amira's going 2-0 Arsenal, Eddie and Trossard. The defence needs a clean sheet. Uh, and we're gonna be playing in the pink kit. I think we I think we won't be in the pink kit. I think we'll be in the black kit, I think tomorrow because they play in white shorts, so that doesn't clash. I don't think we played in our yellow kit last season. And they've been using the black text in the press conference graphics. So I think that's usually an indication of what kit we'll use. But I might be wrong. We could be playing in the pink kit. We'll see. I think that's too close to the claret of Villa. But I might be wrong, as I say. Uh, Rancid says, 3-1 Arsenal, Martinelli, Saka, and Charizard. (laughs) I'm being hurt to (laughs) cut. Can I interrupt, Tom? It's very important that the first
3: thing you do after this is you've got to create a Pokemon uh, section in the Discord. Everybody's been asking for
1: it. Hayley Wayne says
3: so, so you have to do it, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, if PD Ween says one. it, it must be true. <laughs> uh, Paul, what, about, what about a Pokemon? Asking... <laughs> Sorry, Paul, go on. <laughs> so, what about a
0: Pokemon uh, emoji?
1: So, I've oh, I, think, something. I think I'll get done for copyright, to be honest, Paul. <laughs> <More narrative. laughs> Steve uh, says, Tom isn't old enough to go to a way. There's all these people are coming up with schemes now to try and stop me from going to so these. Are, I'm telling, I'm up at six o'clock tomorrow. I've got a 6.40 train up to Birmingham, guys. You aren't stopping me. We're going to stop this, omen, this bad omen. You know, we're going to start turning this around. Uh, Marcus says, two one if Tom stays away, but one one if Tom does go. <laughs> Uh, opinion Wins says Arsenal win one have Eddie to score um, uh, as well <laughs> lovely stuff, thank you guys for tuning in uh, thank you to my fantastic panel uh, I think I missed a member as well joining up earlier on, Jenny, thank you so much for becoming a brand new member of the channel, welcome uh, to the TGT community, if you are indeed an expert member or a TGT ambassador you, like the guys on the screen now can join our preview shows and join our Discord server, King, thank you for your time mate, as always, tell people where they can find you
2: Thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure. Big up to Paul and Dan as well. Great show. And hopefully we can win. Uh, You can find me on Kings Football Show and in the TGT Discord
1: absolutely king's been doing some fantastic streams uh i joined in the chat box for one of them recently so i can attest to his, his brilliant work so please do go and uh, subscribe if you're not already uh dan thank you so much uh again i can't quick i'm not witty enough to come up with some kind of pokemon uh pun to round off the show but uh it's been pokey fun uh joining <laughs> with us today. But thank that you, was uh, awful man. don't don't do it again don't, don't do it again <laughs> <laughs> tell me where um, i can find
3: you mate <laughs> King and Paul, uh, good to see you guys, Tom. Thanks thanks very much. Um, yeah, I've put the handle there, Dan and Dylan. We we make silly content. So if you go and have a little look, mostly on TikTok, but it was more through COVID, but we're still doing it. So look, silly fun content. Come find us. Bit of magic as well. And uh, no, all the best, guys, and good luck tomorrow. So come on again, stuff
1: And lastly, Paul, thank you so much for joining us on the show. As always, mate, pleasure to speak with you. Tell people where they can find you.
0: I'm in the Discord as, as ever. Um, it's been good talking to you, King. That's the first time we've chatted personally, other than only through the Discord. And same for you, Dylan. Um, yeah.
1: And it's, it's not Dylan, it's Dan. <laughs> Is it Dan? So,
0: right,
1: yeah. no
3: offence, yeah. You're
1: good, you're good, you're good. good. <laughs> <laughs> i <I've been calling laughs> you Dylan all night. <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> It's, it's to be fair, it's Dan's fault. He's got Dylan's name in his tagline. Yeah. But...
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll put from if I'm ever invited back. But yeah. maybe it's better
2: if you are Dylan, because the last time we had Dan on, we lost. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Right. Yeah. when
1: Dan Robert comes on, we lose. It's as simple as that. You know, Dan's banned uh, from the previous shows. Um, but no, uh, genuinely, Paul, Dan, uh, and Kig, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolute brilliant stuff, as always. As it always is, for many of our members that join us on these, uh, thank you, listeners, uh, for tuning in. As always, as I said, there won't be an 8 a.m. show Tomorrow uh, there will be an 8am short uh, YouTube shorts that will go up as well um, because we, uh, like Dan, we're producing some short form content and uh, we've got uh, a new content creator uh, part of TGT that's making them uh, for us be able to give you more shout outs to them uh, a little bit later on down the line but hopefully we should be getting a couple of youtube shorts one or two a week um on the channel um to go up as well that have been put together with great comedic effect i am assured um that i mean it's my words but made a little bit funnier because you know as you've seen today my puns and jokes are just not Good enough. Don't even take into account Sevilla involved in a joke about Emery's via involvement. Um, But thank you so much, guys, for listening. I wonder if his favourite player is David via. I I had to say it. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I'll see you again very, very soon. Have a fantastic evening on Friday and see you after the game against Villa on Sunday. Uh, Enjoy your weekends. And as always, up the Arsenal.